Welcome to another edition of the Create Smarter Podcast. I am Phil DiMartino, and I'm joined here today with Marissa Lusky and Connor Clorty. Hello, guys. How are you? Doing just great, Phil. How are you? Never better in my entire life. Connor? I'm good. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, Didn't know it was my turn to jump in. Yeah. So we're here today to talk a little bit about a project and an event that you all worked on recently. Um, a, a live event that we worked on mostly for post-production capture. Um in, in Orlando, Florida, the Administrative Professionals Conference 2022. Connor, can you just give us the lay of the land? What's the overview of the project? Um, what were you tasked to do? And just give us the, the overall overview of the whole project. Sure. So uh, we worked with this client before last year um, on a similar event, which was great. So we kind of went into it knowing a little more, which is um, always good. But basically, Marissa and I flew down to Orlando, Florida. Um, to film a conference for administrative professionals. There was about 1,600 uh, people there, which was way bigger than last year. Um, and we were there primarily to capture, um, you know, keynotes. Um, Mercer was doing photos. I was doing videos. So keynotes, uh, general what to do around the conference. Um, they had different sessions, classes, uh, networking events, lunch, breakfast, and some fun stuff for the attendees as well. So it was a great week, and uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. And this isn't the first time you've done this, as you just mentioned, Connor. Marissa, in a post-COVID world, you know, even a year makes a really big difference. What are some of the primary differences you saw going to cover a conference in 2021 versus going to the same conference in 2022? Yeah, I don't think we realize that the that APC is usually huge. Last year was our first year doing it, so it was the first post-COVID in person that they've done. And there was about, I think, like 500 attendees, they were saying. Yeah. Um, and we were like, wow, this is pretty big. So it was our first big event that we worked. And then we went this year, and we were like, wow, it's a bigger <laughs> this space. This is even bigger. There's a lot of people. There's a lot more sessions to get to. Um, so it was a lot busier um, than last year. Uh, and we didn't realize that that was going to be that way, that there would be so many attendees. What was the vibe like for people? Because a lot of people, this is probably one of their first large in-person gatherings. What was the vibe like for the attendees that you had the chance to talk to? Were they excited to be back in an in-person event? Yeah, everyone was really excited. Everybody we asked, we were gathering video testimonials, but even just walking through the hallway, we were talking about, you know, oh, how are you enjoying it? Like, what's your favorite part? All that stuff. And everybody um, raves about APC and the stuff that they're able to take back um, to their offices at home. Before we get into what you actually do at the event, I think a lot of people, you know, people who plan events know this, but I think sometimes if people are going in for the first time to say, oh, we want to do video or photos or whatever at our event might not realize just how much goes into it before the event actually happens. Before we started recording, you were talking about some of your pre-planning conversations with the client and what those look like. What happens before you get there? Because obviously there needs to be a good plan in place. What kind of prep happens and what, what kind of organization do you need to do in addition to what the client needs to do to get ready for an event like this? Yeah, I mean, we always say here, like, communication is key, especially from client to us. Um, and you want to know going in what you want to have on site for that week because, again, you're in a different state. You know, you could rent cameras here and there if you need it um, or microphones or whatever, but it's good to know what you're using, be comfortable with the equipment, and also know what the deliverables are going to be. So we had um, a couple, you know, we had a great email correspondence back and forth, but we had um, a call with them where she sat down and like, all right, so this is the plan. This is how we're getting there. This is when we're going to see you guys. So from day one, what do you want? What do you expect from us as the uh, you know the video people on site? Um, and she was the, you know they were very good about being like yeah. So based on what we had last year, you know we don't need as much as this, but we'd like more of this. And so um, just being able to kind of jot down. Uh, and Marissa actually made like a real life checklist of like this is what we need day to day to day um, because they sent us like a um, a shot list which is also very helpful. So while we're on site, we can pull it out and physically be like where we need to be here at this time to get this you know session with the speaker. 
and um, and kind of get in the room, get what you need to do, and get out. I think one of the really interesting things about an event like this where there's not a live component, you talk about what's expected of you. Um, there's nothing that the client can necessarily see that you're doing live. They see you running around. Um, they see you talking to attendees. They see you working. But the end product, the result of your work, they don't get to see till uh, you know long after the event, at least days, sometimes weeks, months almost after the, the yeah, event. Yeah, I was gonna say almost a whole year later. You're still videos, you're still yeah. creating content from from last year's that right. you're delivering to them as a drip, which is one of the benefits. But when you think about going to an event like this, how do you continue to communicate with a client once you're on site? I know you're you're talking to them, but how do you kind of adjust on the fly and continue to communicate with them to make sure they know, hey, don't worry, we're on top of this and we're getting what we need to get. Yeah, we actually, we shared a space with them as kind of like a home base too, which helped so that we were seeing them whenever we'd go back to like change up batteries or just to grab a seat for a second, we would always kind of talk to them and check in with them. Um, and they're like, you know, how's it going? What are, what are you not able to get to? What have you guys been able to hit? Um, and then we also had somebody from their team involved in the interviews this year as well. So having some people directly involved with what we were doing was really helpful. Um, but kind of, you know, as you run by them in the hallways, quick check-ins asking how we're doing stuff like that. Marissa, you mentioned the interviews, and I know, Connor, you were primarily focused on video. Um, what's the the setup for this, you know, in terms of preference versus what you're actually to do in terms of, do you have a dedicated space to go with people to set up and do these interviews? Do you grab them on the fly in the hall? Kind of a mix of both. How, how do you try to approach this? And, you know, what's the difference between your ideal and what you actually get to do at an event like this? Yeah, and uh, again, going back to going into it, um, we had some you know, notes from last year of like, oh, the, the testimonials, we didn't get as many as we wanted, or maybe, you know, the scheduling was kind of weird. So going into the event, you know, communicating that to the client, they had a dedicated space. And um, one of their um, employees, like actually, her main mission was like, let me throughout this week, get as many people as I can to just be like, hey, you know where that is? If you see us, flag us down, da, 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 da. So they outside of one of the biggest uh, or the, one of the main halls, they had um, this really nice backdrop with some fake grass walls and like a, a little couch where people were taking selfies and pictures all week um, so they can get familiar with it, but also that's where we did all the testimonials. So it's almost like they knew where to find us if they had something nice to say about it, if they have to be passing, say, what are you guys doing? Oh, do you want to hop on camera five seconds? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump, say some good words about whatever. Because again, it's a good chance to bamboozle people as they're coming <laughs> to take pictures too. We're like, oh, you want to take say, a picture? Ooh. Do you also want to grab an yeah. interview? Do you want to talk to us wanna for a minute? And <laughs> it was, either, you know, polarizing where it was either, oh my God, no, get me out of here. Or like, <laughs> oh yeah, actually, I loved this session and this was doing really well and I love the networking and friends I've made here. So, because um, the great thing, you know, in our job is we interview them for five minutes, you only need 30 seconds, you know? So, um, so having that dedicated space really helped in you the long run. You mentioned like the grass wall and kind of the Instagram driven backgrounds. Is this a crowd at this specific audience that is, you know, going to post content to social? Is there a social element to this event that is happening in real time that, that you can kind of play into to try to expand on that and get them to record video as well? Yeah, they had a lot of photo ops um, throughout. So Connor mentioned they had, it was called like administrative perk, I think, or admin perk. It was supposed to be like a, um, a riff off central perk from friends. And they also had, I think, like two or three other walls. Um, and then they had a tiny house that people could go in and take pictures. Um, so there was kind of encouragement around the space itself to post. They had a hashtag that was going on and, you know, we were keeping an eye on Instagram and seeing them reposting stuff from attendees and then we were reposting their stuff and they were reposting our stuff. So there was a lot of social engagement throughout the week. They were constantly posting um, pictures that attendees were taking at those walls. Um, so there was a lot of encouragement to like kind of keep that stuff going. Yeah, and if I could actually piggyback off that, um, going along with these walls, they had a lot of interactive spaces where 
as you're meandering through the exhibit space and you maybe have a five seconds in between two sessions, um, they had interactive pin walls where you could oh, right, trade yep. because we were at Disney. They wanted to kind of have that theme of pin trading. Um, and then they had a big chalk wall, which is um, also overlap from last year. Um, but what these spaces really boil down to is just like little networking spaces where people are enjoying a coffee together or maybe they're bumping into each other awkwardly. Oh, hey, haha, like what pin did you grab? And that for anyone putting on an event, those little awkward spaces of interaction where it's, you know, subconsciously forced because people want to are gravitated to these great um, either photo walls or interactive walls or even little houses or spaces or whatever. Um, people go in there and they will subconsciously network, make friends, connections, and uh, that in this type of event helps that entire week go a lot smoother. And that was a big takeaway for a lot of the attendees too, just in general networking. That's what we gathered from them. So having those spaces, like you said, was like, you know, they knew exactly what their attendees were there for and they gave them essentially what they wanted and needed. That's awesome. And I know having done a lot of virtual events, there's a lot of things you can do with a virtual event and streaming that you can't do with in-person. One of the things that's really tough to replicate with a fully virtual event is that networking piece. Um, and some of the people we talked to are doing hybrid events. Some people are coming in person. Some can't make it in person. Um, one of the things we've heard from folks is like, oh, there's a hesitation to do an in um, a virtual component to an in-person event because they think people won't show up. And we try to remind them that it's a much different experience. You try to have a different version of an event for in-person versus virtual. And I know you aren't live streaming this, but you think you mentioned that networking. And that's a totally different experience than you can get even if this is virtual. And people want those in-person connections. Um, so there's a totally different expectation for people going in person versus people who are going to live stream an event like this if it were to be streamed. Jumping off of the point about networking, I would also assume that that's a really good opportunity for you all to show people kind of in unguarded moments, whether it's photo or video, and capture some really good content. Are those things you look for to kind of sneak around and get people in, you know, a happy, you know, unguarded moment. Yeah, we were sneaking up to groups of people and we're like, oh, they look like they're happy and they're smiling. Let's get pictures. And then they turn towards you and they're like, oh, picture. I'm like, no, 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 please be candid. Um, but they they really like, you know, had those spaces where you they people would be talking naturally and you just kind of catch them in the hallway. Um, and those are kind of the perfect photo ops and video ops of people interacting because then when you have to make a video about how important networking is, you can pull from that B-roll because we actually had videos of people talking in the hallways or at those spaces that we talked about yeah yeah and that's kind of um goes back to again those um pre-conference calls you know with the client that communication of knowing what you the deliverables are going to be from a video side at least um you you go in going okay if they're making a video about um how awesome the education is here and how awesome the networking here and how awesome the exhibitors are here um, yeah, that's three different categories where while you're walking around, oh, that'll be good for this video. Oh, that'll, oh, they're laughing, taking a selfie. That's networking. Oh, cool. They're, you know, clinking glasses at a, a, a networking session. Um, those are the kind of things you look in or you go in looking for. Um, and it's way better to have a mental and physical checklist of a the actual shots you need to get. Yeah. And even if you don't know, say you don't know exactly the, the deliverables, even if you know what the client thinks is important. Right. They, if, even if they didn't in so many words say, we want a video about networking, we know networking is important to them. So we'll make sure to get that stuff. So even like in the calls beforehand, if deliverables aren't specified, you can kind of pick out what they want to see and then we can help them get there. Yeah. Or even ask. I, I don't think it's a bad thing to send an email and say, hey, um, can't wait to see you guys next week. We're looking forward to the event. Is there anything that comes to mind um, that you want us to focus on? Because sometimes you are, 
you feel like you're in a, a little boat in a giant ocean sometimes because you walk into a room and you're like, all right, I've already got, especially day three, day four, you're like, what else can I get? Mm. You know, so, so it's really good to be able to say, okay, I, I have these things, but how do I make that look a little different? How do I make this kind of boringish room look a little more exciting? Yeah, and everything you guys are saying right here, you know, comes back to communication, but I think it highlights what I think makes us and our team really special and different is that you're not just going in and saying, you know, hey, client, give me a list of 100 shots, and I'm going to go check down that list and get a list of 100 shots. Yes, you have your checklist, but you're collaborating on that plan with them. And Mercy, you just made the point of like, yeah, even if there's not a video specifically about networking, you're building that relationship and that understanding with the client to know, here's the elements of this that are really important to them. I'm going to, you know, use my critical thinking and my knowledge of the client to make sure I get that content that's important to them. And that also plays into post-event. So now you're post-event. So what happens now? You have this massive pile of footage. You have your deliverables. What happens post-event and how do you tackle that to, to kind of make everything? Because for the event organizer, you know, the event ends, the attendees leave, they kind of can... Big, they get to relax. They get to relief. It's only just starting yeah. for you guys. Well, so that's you know, we have to take that into account too, is we don't want to, you know, fly back to Boston, go into the office on Monday and be like, hey, great, thanks so much. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? So you have to give them that kind of buffer time. And within that, it gives you time to be like, okay, how do we approach this correctly? Um, you know, draft a couple emails, you know, throw away a couple bad photos. In. <laughs> but it gives you that time to... Um, there's no, there's come no, on, there's no like, bad you, photos you on you that saying? card. Are you come saying on. something about my photography? But it gives you time to kind of sift through that footage because it is an intimidating yeah. pile of stuff that you just did four days of long you know, hours of, you're always on, I got to capture, capture, capture. There should be a time where you go, okay, I have enough. Let me take a break. I was just going to say, is there, is there, can you over capture? Yeah, I think I definitely did. I think, (laughs) (laughs) not only we, I think we did. I think I did. Sure. Um, Well, it's one of those things where I have hours of of slow-mo footage to look through, which (laughs) I can't wait. You you only have one chance to do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, And you try a few different things, you see what works. So maybe if you take, say, 15 photos in one session, if you try a few posed this way, a few with flash facing this way, like they may not all be good. So you gotta at least try. So I'd always at least rather overshoot than undershoot. Um, but I am still sifting through photos um, and editing as I go. And there is a lot of them. Absolutely, so. yeah. Um, all right, so from both of you, um, after coming back from an event like this, what's one piece of advice you would give to an event organizer? Not to pr- people like us, but to people that we would work with. Um, what's one piece of advice, Connor, I'll start with you, that you would give to an event organizer running an event like this, working with someone to create content? Yeah, I touched on it earlier, but just for subconscious networking. I think um, if you if your main goal is to make the attendees have a great time so that either they'll use your product or come to your next event, whatever it is, you want to make those opportunities. So have little, even if they're an hour long, two hours, whatever, maybe something at night, maybe something first thing in the morning, just have opportunities where people can come together, share experiences, and be like, look around and say, wow, whoever put on this event knows what they're doing, and we're having a great time doing it. And they know who we are, right? Exactly. They're doing yeah. things that we actually like. Yes. Mm. And uh, then it makes our job easier. If everybody else exactly. is having fun, we can get smiling faces instead of people standing there awkwardly. Right. What about you, Marissa? Um, I think we touched on it a little bit earlier, but even in, you know, our planning calls, you kind of want to know what's important. You might not have all the details ironed out. You might not know everything that's going to happen. But if you go in with whoever's making your content and organizing your event and saying, okay, this is what our event's going to be. What do we want people to take away from this and what is important to us and have those, you know, three, five, however many things in mind, it's going to be a lot easier moving forward to make decisions knowing you're heading in one way or the other. Um, And you can make a video about this thing that's important to you or you can facilitate spaces that are going to um, have networking opportunities because you know that's important. Do you guys like traveling better or being in the office better? Well, 
We'll, we'll talk about that when we come back from this commercial break. What's and we'll be back. <laughs> no, I think traveling is, puts a, such a unique twist on any event. It could be, you know, either a boring subject matter to, to us, not to them, um, or, you know, whatever it is, maybe whether you know the client or not, and it just adds that much, you know, mystery and intrigue mm. and, and adventures inside and outside of the work. So what I will say is that every trip I've gone on for work, um, I have come back a lot closer with my coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is a good experience. Yeah. What's next? When are you hopping on a plane next? I believe next year is in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you'll see Marissa and I just rolling dice at the, the tables. <laughs> so catch us on the strip. Well, if you are planning an event, um, you want these two there to help you to help you do it. They are they are great at it, and um, yeah, this is a great experience. I'm really really happy that you guys were there to help this client get the most out of their event, and, and I'm excited for next time you get to go on the road. Heck yeah, us, us too. too. Can't wait to go get, get back out there. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Create Smarter Podcast. If you have an event, you can always ask us what we can do to help you. Uh, come visit us at 5toolproductions.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.